I thank God for you. We've been doing church like this for nine or 10 months and uh, we love it and we love the fact that you're here with us. Uh, to tell you the truth, I am scared to death. This is my 41st Christmas Eve serving this church. And no, no, here's the deal. I've taught this Christmas story for 41 years and you already know how the story ends. What am I gonna say? No, you know the scariest thing to me on a night like this is that this season, for some of you, it's not all that merry. Um, maybe you've come. I mean, I've come with my pain and likely you've come with your own personal heartache. And maybe in fact, you feel like you're stuck in your anxiety and your despair. You, you feel insecure and uncertain about your future. And if any of those feelings are affecting your life right now, you are already in touch with the Christmas story because those feelings are true of the first Christmas. If you have felt anxious, afraid, uncertain, insecure, then you can connect with this man's, this man's true story. I'm gonna tell you his story, but before I do, I gotta ask you a question. Can you remember falling in love? I mean head over heels in love. Do you remember when you knew either you were young or in midlife, but you knew that this person, this special person, they were your soulmate? They would be the love of your life? They knew you inside and out and loved you just as you are? And you, you looked into their eyes and you spoke your love and they spoke their love and you made plans for the future and you devoted yourselves to each other. You decided that you would spend the rest of your lives together. You got engaged. Remember that feeling? Remember that situation? And yet, now you know where this man is in his true story. He's engaged to the love of his life. He, he could not believe that this one would say yes to him. But she did. And it just, it was awesome. But she had to go away. Um, it was unexpected. It was out of the blue, but she had to leave. Um, and she wasn't sure when she was coming back. He would count the days and then he counted the weeks. And more than weeks, he counted the months. After three months, she returned. And it was not a hug and a kiss and a romantic reunion. She comes back three months pregnant. And he knows he's not the father. Before he gets 20 feet from her, he sees her. He sees her condition. He turns on his heel and, and walks away. But she runs to him. She chases him down. She grabs him by his robes. She turns him around. She's crying and she pleads with him. Please, Joseph, I love you. I have not been with another man. I love you and you only. God got me pregnant. I want to be your wife. I want to bear you children. But this child, 
This child is the son of God. We're to name him Jesus. Rips his robes out of her hands. Stomps off faster than she can chase him. Goes into his house and kicks stuff around and throws stuff around and gets a grip. When he gets a grip, this is how the Bible tells the story. Matthew chapter one, word of God says, this is how the birth of Jesus took place. His mother, Mary, 15, 16 years old. She had promised She gave her word. She looked him in the eye with all of her heart. She gave him her word. She promised Joseph, maybe 19 years old, two teenagers. She promised Joseph to be his wife. But while she was still a virgin, what the heck? She became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Her fiance, Joseph, he was a good man, full of integrity, And he didn't want to disgrace her because this kind of deal, she could be stoned to death. Hands bound behind her back, put on her knees, kicked off the edge of a cliff, and he gets to flow the first rock. That's what could have happened. But he didn't want to disgrace her publicly. When he learned of her pregnancy, he secretly planned, here was the deal when he gets a grip, to break the engagement. While he still debated with himself about what to do, he fell asleep and had a a God dream, not a natural dream, a supernatural dream. I've never had a God dream in all my life. I, I, I don't know about you, but Joseph is having one now, a supernatural God dream. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in his dream and said, Joseph, don't hesitate to take Mary into your home as your wife because the power of the Holy Spirit has conceived a child within her womb. She will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus. He is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins. And this has happened to fulfill what the Lord spoke through his prophet 700 years previous. Under the breath of God, God's man spoke, listen, a virgin will be pregnant. She will give birth to a son. He will be known as Emmanuel, which means in Hebrew, God is with us. When Joseph woke from his dream, he did all in detail, didn't miss a step. He did all that the angel of the Lord instructed him to do. He took Mary to be his wife and they refrained from having sex until she had given birth to her firstborn son, whom they named Jesus. I want to tell you something. I need this story. I need it right now. I need it for my life, where my life hurts, where I feel weak. I need the promises of God that I've found buried in this story. And maybe you do too. Maybe you've come and your life's a little like mine, future uncertain present, unsettled. Maybe your heart's been broken. Maybe you feel like you're stuck in your anxiety, your despair. Maybe maybe you don't see a way out of the struggle that you're in. Maybe you're riding a high, man. Maybe everything is just clicking for you. All of us, all of us need these promises of God that I found in this story. Here's 
Christmas promise number one, Jesus is, I need this, man. I need this like I need the air I breathe to know, to believe, to hang on to that Jesus is God with us. That's his name, Emmanuel, God with us. Because when we are cut, caught in, the, in a crisis, we need to know like we, we don't even know the answers. We don't know the future. We don't know how it will work out. All we know is that we know that we know that Jesus is God with us. I mean, can you imagine Joseph's life? Had he let his pride keep him from doing all the angel had said, he would have missed out on Jesus. I don't know how it would have worked out for Mary. I don't know who would have partnered with her to raise the son of God. But Joseph, had he let his pride get in the way, he would have missed it all. Had he let his anger and his hurt get in the way, he would have missed it all. Had he let his doubts and insecurity get in the way, he would have missed it all. Had he let his stress and anxiety get in the way, he would have missed it all. What would his life have been like had he not done all that the angel instructed him to do? And maybe the biggest question is this. What's getting in the way of you having God with you? I mean, with you in your life. What's getting in the way of God being with you? in your emotions, and your thoughts? What's getting in the way of God being with you in your marriage, in your family, being with you in your parenting, your finance? What's getting in the way of God being with you? Because here's the thing. Here is the thing, man, that I am clinging to like life itself. It's the promise that if I surrender everything, and I found it to be true, absolutely true, if I surrender all that I am and all that I have, if I live life fearlessly, God with me, here's the result. The word of God says the Lord himself will lead you. I need that. Lead me through this time. Be my guide, be my comfort, be my stay. The Lord himself will lead you and be with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. So do not lose courage and do not be stinking afraid no more. Whatever the uncertainty Whatever the tomorrow, I'm gonna do life fearlessly because Jesus is God with me. Here's Christmas promise number two. Jesus is one of us. A human teenage girl gives birth to God as a human baby. I mean, the God who created the cosmos sent planets spinning into space, put stars in their places, swiped the Milky Way across the sky. That God, a helpless baby, can't feed himself, can't take care of himself. God in the flesh. Now, what is the big deal? I mean, this is not the way I would have done it had I been the king of heaven, Jesus, come to earth. Man, I would have come with pomp and circumstance. I would have come in all my glory and all my majesty. But Jesus, you know what he does? He pours out of himself all that is heaven and glory and majesty and comes into the womb of a teenage virgin What's the big deal about Jesus being one of us? Well, you're the big deal. And I'm the big deal. All of us, we are the big deal. Look at the word of God. 
This is how it was explained to Joseph. Mary will give birth to a son, okay? Here's the big deal about this. Book of Hebrews, the word of God says, it was for people like you, people like me. It was for people like us. Jesus had to enter into every detail of human life, had to struggle like we struggle, had to hurt like we hurt, had to feel our pain, had to be our weakness, had to know our brokenness every detail of human life. Then, as he came before God to get rid of people's sins, my sins and yours, he would have experienced it all himself. All the pain, all the testing, all the struggle, all the anxiety, all the brokenness, and would be able to help us help where help was needed most. So when you're weak, he's been there so he can bring his strength to your weakness. When I'm broken, he's been there and he can bring his wholeness to my brokenness. When we sin and feel guilt and shame, he's been there on a cross, carrying your guilt, carrying my shame, bearing our sin. He's there in every way to help us wherever we need help. Great promise of Christmas. Number one, Jesus is God with us. Promise number two, he is one of us. Not some far off, distant, uncaring, remote God, but a God who has entered into our pain, our struggle, our insecurity. Here's number three. Jesus is for us. This God is for us, so for us that he was willing to live a sinless life, knew no sin, did no sin in every way that we have failed miserably in our marriage, in our parenting, financially, emotionally. He passed every test with flying colors. You see, he knew that we would fail. He knew that we would have these gross, ugly, evil imperfections and he was willing to take all our imperfection upon himself and give to us all the glory of his perfection. That's the truth about you. If you believe that Jesus is God who came to earth through human birth, lived a sinless life, died on the cross to pay for your sins and God raised him from the dead, all your ugly evil imperfections are on him and all his perfection is imputed to your life. That's how God sees you through Jesus, for us, for us. Here's what we know. He is at work actively right now to our good. For us, he's praying for us. He's praying for you. He's praying for me right now. We don't know how it's gonna get done. We don't know what exactly he's gonna do. We don't know when it's gonna be completed. All we know that we know is that he is at work to our good bringing beauty out of every difficult, challenging circumstance. He is for us. Not just did he die for us, but he came back from the dead for us so that in my life and your life, we could live in my home, in your home, in my heart, in your heart. We could live in the incomparably great power by which Jesus was raised from the dead. That's how we get to live because he is risen from the dead. Remember these words? The angel's words to Joseph. 
Jesus, he is destined to give his life to save his people from their sins, to save you from the struggles you're in right now, to save me from the pain that I'm going through, to save you from the stress that makes your shoulders sag and your knees buckle, to, to, to save you from the anxiety, to save you from the, the tension, to save you from the conflict. I mean, he saves us from our sin and that's awesome, but he will save us from every single thing that we totally surrender to him. Well, those are the three promises of Christmas. Promises of God you could take into the bank. Jesus is God with you. Jesus is, is one of us. And Jesus is for us. And this one is not in the story, but I couldn't let you leave without telling you this truth, this Christmas promise. Jesus can be God in you. God in me, God in us. You see, you're flesh and blood woman. You're a flesh and blood man, flesh and blood boy, flesh and blood girl, but you're not just flesh and blood. In you is a spirit. Jesus is spirit. And as spirit, he can permeate our spirit and we can be one. He can come and live inside our thinking. He can come and live inside our emotions. And when he comes and lives in us, he brings his peace and he brings his strength and he brings his love and he brings his hope and he brings his joy. He brings all that is him to live in us. All we've got to do is ask. All we've got to do is surrender. All we've got to do is identify what's in the way of me doing life with God so that Jesus is free to live in me. Um, I think it's just a prayer. And I, I've thought of what I wanted to give you for Christmas in a can of Spam, but I couldn't let it go. McDonald's gift card, but that's what my kids are getting. No, I'm gonna give you this prayer that will change your life. I mean, right now that you will walk out of here a new creation, the old gone, the new come. Here's the prayer. We're gonna pray it together. We're not gonna close our eyes. We're gonna pray it out loud. We're gonna hear it with the sound of our own voices. I'll say the first phrase. You just say it after me. Say it like you mean it. You're not repeating after me. You're talking to Jesus. Here we go together. Jesus, Jesus. you are God with us. Are God. Jesus, you are one of us. Jesus, you are for us. Okay, if you're not familiar with our church, we're gonna turn this deal into a pep rally right now. Because we're a little serious about our Jesus and about what he can do in our lives. We're gonna do walk through this one more time. Are you ready? Here we go. Jesus, you are God with us. Jesus, you are one of us. Jesus, Jesus, you are for us. For us. All of that so far that we've prayed is historic fact, biblical truth. But what we're about to pray now changes everything. If you're real about it, if you're genuine, if this is the desire of your heart, we're gonna go through it one more time. Here we go. Jesus, Jesus. you are God with us. Jesus, Jesus, you are one of us. Jesus, you are for us. Jesus, come, be God 
in us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for hearing the prayers of this church and answering them right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Central Wired podcast. Be sure to stay connected with us at centralwire.com and have a great week.